Hey, babe, it's Paige. I'm so grateful you're here. This podcast audience of awesome women is growing with every episode, and I'm dying to connect with you personally. So if you'd like to chat, text the word pivot to my new number, 213-325-4600. There, you can enter your contact info and you'll immediately find helpful links for some one-on-one support in either getting organized or making your next pivot with confidence. Again, you can text the word pivot, P-I-V-O-T, to 213-325-4600. And that number will also be linked in all the show notes. Then we can start a conversation about how I can support you these days. I can't wait to talk to you soon and join forces because we are better together. Enjoy today's episode. Hey, I'm Paige Killian, founder and CEO of Everything With Style. I've built a business helping busy moms of littles get organized in three simple steps. Like many of my clients, I love being a mom and I also desire more. If you've ever felt that stirring in your heart, that whisper or really loud voice that keeps you up at night, then you are in the right place because this is not a solo mission. Whether you're a little curious or totally ready to be a mom, boss, and use your God-given gifts to serve others, step into your calling, turn your passions into purpose, and still make it to the carpool line on time, then girlfriend, it's time to pivot. I've got you, now let's get started. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of the Time to Pivot podcast. I have been thinking lately how absolutely blessed I've been and honored that some amazing guests have come on the podcast and shared their expertise and their knowledge and their strategy for pivoting and their advice for how they've been able to pivot in their home life, in their personal and professional life as well. And it's just been such an honor. I've been so blessed to hear how they've done that. And it really got me thinking, you know, what makes someone an expert in their field? I started this Time to Pivot podcast after I had done the Moms Organization Motivation podcast. And I had done that for three years. And I really dove into the specifics about getting organized, about doing that as a busy mom with littles myself. I talked about specific areas in my home and in my clients' homes that I had gone in and really used my three E's philosophy to simplify the organization process and make it so that it wasn't so overwhelming and stressful. And then as I did all of those episodes. And as I did all of those projects in my own home, and as I worked with many different types of clients for hours upon hours, which led to months and years upon years, I definitely considered myself an expert in my organization field, no doubt. Now, that is because I put in the work It was something that I felt really called to do. I enjoyed it. I got lots of practice with it. 
And I was doing a little bit of research before this episode, because I have always heard that if you put in 10,000 hours of practice, you will be known as an expert in that particular field, in that particular area. So uh, I checked out some research that was done on also debunking that myth that you need to have 10,000 hours in order to be considered an expert in your field. And I wanted to just share some of the stuff that I learned. I found it to be so very interesting. I certainly took it and thought about it in my own life, in my profession, in being a business owner and being an entrepreneur slash mompreneur, um, and even being a, a childcare professional, like a teacher for 15 years. And here's what I found. Have you ever read or heard of Malcolm Gladwell's book called Outliers? The subtitle is The Story of Success. Now, I am here for setting yourself up for success. In fact, I just did a recent podcast episode on that. I will certainly link it in show notes if you have not caught that yet. I am all about, as I said, simplifying the process of things so that the overwhelm and stress and even imposter syndrome, if you were maybe branching out and putting your expert level to the test in a business, I'm all about simplifying that. And because I have done this type of thing over and over and over, I have actually been referred to as the queen of the pivot because sometimes you got to pivot. Sometimes what you're working on is not working out and sometimes it takes off and it's incredible. Now, what I've learned is that Malcolm Gladwell talked about this 10,000 hours because he did several different types of studies. One of them in particular was with musicians and violinists in particular. He talked about how by the age of 20, if they had put in 10,000 hours on practicing the violin, they were considered experts. So the idea of debunking this came up because some people were like, yeah, but also what if that practice didn't have passion behind it? didn't have purpose behind it. And there were also arguments made that if you are trying to do something solo, now, if you've listened to me for any length of time, you know, one of the biggest things that I say in making that pivot with confidence and grace and integrity is asking for help. So one of the arguments about this 10,000 hours to expert thing is that if you're doing something solo and you don't know what you're doing and you're just like trying the best you can at it, yeah, that's going to be great. And you're going to be moving forward if you are attempting to do something. But how amazing is it that you're shortcutting the process? If you've got an actual expert, someone who is really, really good at this, and they're teaching you the ropes along the way based on their experience, their study, their research all of that and what they know to be true about that particular area. And then they become experts. So what if you're training with someone not solo, but with someone like that, would you agree that having someone who really knows their stuff about this, teaching you the ropes, helping you get to your desired outcome faster would make you become an expert possibly even before you put in 10,000 hours of work and effort and energy into it versus if you didn't ask for help and you were doing it all by yourself, you weren't 
having a person teaching you how to do this. You weren't Googling things or doing YouTube videos and learning all you could about this. You were just simply trying your hand at it and just doing these things as you thought might increase productivity or expert level status. I think you would. I think you would agree that if you actually had somebody who had studied these things, who had lived these things, who had this expertise and they were helping you, that's going to shortcut the process, right? To sort of get you to doing a better job at this faster. Well, what about also the argument of like child prodigies, for example? I am such a geek when it comes to documentaries. I love watching documentaries. And I was watching one not that long ago, actually during the pandemic. I remember I was like consuming tons of different documentaries because I always love learning, even if it's in an area that I don't know much about. I don't necessarily want to go into business or try my hand at these things. I just, I find it so interesting when I see that people who are really into something are loving it and they're getting really good at it. So whether that's acting or whether that is sewing and becoming these incredible musicians or these incredible actresses or these incredible jewelry uh, or clothing or fashion designers, or maybe they just want to get really, really great at cooking or whatever it is. I'm totally all about consuming that because I just find it so interesting how people go through the process and become really great at something. I just find that so very inspiring and motivating for me to try something new or maybe try something I've been working on for a while and I'm not quite getting it, but I really just want to keep plugging away at it and seeing somebody else being successful in that field really is inspiring to me. So one of the documentaries that I watched was one about the Rubik's Cube and how these kids, certainly adults as well, but these kids, they are like absolute geniuses and they just see this Rubik's Cube and it clicks in their brain and they can figure it out so, so quickly. For me, I have held lots of Rubik's cubes in my life. I have twisted and turned them and I have never actually gotten one to have all of the matching colors on each side. It is always a mess. It has never become something easy for me. I don't see that. I don't have like a vision for that. And then that just comes to life. And I know the process. I can just see the process from going to a jumbled mess of colors to really clear matching all on each side. You know what I'm saying? You know what a Rubik's cube is. Okay. I am definitely not an expert when it comes to a Rubik's cube. And I was watching these kids do these Rubik's cubes in record time. I was even watching them look at these things quickly and then put on a blindfold and be able to solve this Rubik's cube. It blew my mind. Also in record time, by the way, some of them attributed their expert level status to the hours that they put in in practicing it. And others seemed to get it immediately. Their brains were just wired for it. It made sense to them immediately when they looked at it. They were experts long before they hit that 10,000 hours. I mean, some of them were experts right away because it just made so much sense. It made me think of one of my clients that I've been working with recently and her son just a year ago picked up the piano. Now I played the piano as a kid for years and 
yeah, there were certain pieces that I got really good at playing and others really didn't matter how many times I practiced it because my heart wasn't really into it. Same with guitar. I played guitar for a little while as well. And I never became an expert at the piano or at the guitar. Did I enjoy it sometimes? Yes. Did I feel like I was being called to be a musician and do these things and love it so much that I even considered teaching it or starting a business around it? No way. I just didn't. Did I learn some things along the way, playing and practicing piano and playing and practicing the guitar that I was actually able to help my daughter when she started practicing these things? And would I be able to help someone else if they started practicing, they didn't know anything about it? Would I be able to help them and encourage them and motivate them and show them how they could read music, how they could play this instrument and get better at it? Yes, absolutely. Again, am I an expert at either of those things? No, I am not. But I learned enough in my hours of practicing that some things really registered for me. I do know how to read music. I can tell you what a note on a page is. I can tell you what a note on a piano is. I would need to be reminded. But once I do a little refresher, I can tell you what certain notes on a guitar are as well. Did that infiltrate my body and immediately get into my brain and just, you know, Taylor Swift style piano playing or guitar playing permeate through my entire body and become no, 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 I can't even finish that sentence. No, it absolutely did not. Because you know what? That was not my calling. That was not something that I was meant to do. Working with kids, working with busy moms of littles, professional organizing, being an entrepreneur, doing podcast episodes, writing a book, publishing a book. Are these things <laughs> so much more ingrained in me? So much more uh, expert level, if you will? Yes. Why? Not just because I've put in so many hours on these things, which I have. Easily any of those things that I just said, I've put in way more than 10,000 hours. But is it that that's made me an expert at that? No, it is that it feels like a passion for me. And I feel like I have been put on this earth to learn things and help other people do those things. It absolutely lights me up. It gets me so excited. I love motivating people to do something that's important to them. Now, what if something that you are working on you are really doubting yourself and you are feeling like an imposter. Let me just tell you, I've felt that way for years. There have been plenty of times that I thought is what I'm about to put out. I mean, even as I was just saying those things to you, I got a little yucky feeling because I was like, oh gosh, I don't want this to come across as vain or anything like that. But the truth is I know that I know how to do these things because I've put in the practice. Yes. But also because these are things that in many ways have come naturally to me. And I know that I can help somebody else with it. That feels like something that excites me. I have also been able to help people do things that I don't know how to do because I come from this motivation place, because I come from this place of faith. And I believe that God has given us all these God-given gifts and this path that we're meant to go on. Even if we don't really know exactly what we're doing, I feel like 
One of my gifts is being able to encourage, inspire, and motivate others to do these things that are important to them. So in that way, I feel like somebody who could contribute and help them. Hey, quick reminder, you can now get my book in four different ways. Head over to Amazon and search up I've Got You Girlfriend. The subtitle is Why Getting Organized and Living This Mom Life is Not a Solo Mission. You can find it there on e-reader, that's through the Kindle app, paperback, hardcover, and the audiobook. So if you're enjoying this podcast, I have a feeling you may love the audiobook. Again, it's called I've Got You Girlfriend, Why Getting Organized and Living This Mom Life is Not a Solo Mission. Thanks so much for making it a bestseller and back to the show. Now, I wanted to tell you that because if you today have been thinking about something that you desire to do and imposter syndrome is getting the best of you and it is really threatening to derail your forward progress or your forward momentum to try something and stick with it because you're scared. Because fear is all coming for you because you feel even sometimes under attack by what I call the enemy. I definitely feel like sometimes when we are meant to do something and we found something that we're really passionate about and we start to feel like that's our purpose, sometimes these things come up that can stop us. And it's really unfortunate that that is the case, but I do actually believe that lessons are learned in that process and that that is when we have the opportunity to pivot and we can tweak things and we can ask experts, people who know a little bit more than we do, even people who haven't put in 10,000 hours of practice on something. They may only be a step or two ahead of us, but they've done something. They've figured something out that they're like, wait, I think that I could do this thing and I could help this person. And so if you are in a place right now on either side of that, where you feel like you have this passion and this desire to really work on something, don't feel like you have to have 10,000 hours of just trying your hand at it and hoping for the best to get yourself to expert status. Don't also feel like you need to find someone who's been doing this for years and who can teach you all the ins and outs. You might only need someone who's just a step ahead and you guys could actually be pacing partners, accountability partners and do this type of stuff together. But I do feel like there is value in finding someone who is an expert in these areas that you are considering wanting to get better at because it will exponentially grow that progress that you have. So how do you find somebody like that? I know I've really struggled in the past with the how. I will get stuck in the how. I'll get something in my mind that I think, gosh, I feel like God keeps putting this on my heart that I need to do this. And I don't really know how. It always, for me, ends up coming down to praying, Lord, please just send somebody to me in your timing. If this is something that's meant to be, can you please just open my eyes to people around me that are doing something similar, that have a little bit more experience in this than I do? Could you please just send me somebody who has a similar drive that I do where we could be each other's accountability partners? And I'm telling you that whenever I sort of surrender that 
and not try to do everything on my own. That is when I feel like he puts people in my life who help me with that next best thing. And then if it's something that really clicks for me and makes so much sense, I can't help but feel like it is my purpose to pass that on. It's absolutely that. Oh, did you guys see that movie? It was with the kid, Haley Joel Osmond. Is that, is that right? Did I just something like that? Did I just come that come out of nowhere? I don't remember. He's the kid who did the Bruce Willis movie. I see dead people. I'm pretty sure it was that kid and he was the actor and he was in that movie called pay it forward. Do you remember that movie? <laughs> Oh gosh, I'm having flashbacks to I see dead people. Okay. It's not that the sixth sense. It wasn't that movie, but it was that same child actor. And he, he was in this movie that, oh, it was with Kevin Spacey and Helen Hunt, maybe. Yeah, I think. And I loved that in that movie, the message was pay it forward. And these were not experts in their field who were putting in 10,000 hours and able to call themselves an expert before they went and helped someone else or encouraged someone else or inspired someone else. It was this little kid who was definitely not an expert in some of these different areas, but he made such a mark on all these people's lives because he decided that somebody did something nice for him and he decided to pay it forward. And then he encouraged other people when you reach some level of success in something, or when someone has impressed upon you something of significance, share it with somebody else, pay it forward. And when you do, there is exponential growth. You start helping someone. That person starts helping someone. Those people start helping other people. It is a ripple effect. I actually talked recently in an episode with Courtney Murphy about the ripple effect where you start one little thing and then it contributes to somebody else. And then it just grows and it grows and it grows. So that was something that I remember as a kid, when I watched that movie, maybe I was a teenager, maybe I was a young person. I don't know. Now I got to go back and figure that I haven't watched that movie in years. I just felt like it stuck with me that that was something that I wanted to do. That felt like something that just ignited a fire in my heart. And there was no going back. I joked that my parents got it right when they named me Paige, which means to serve. I really feel like that is so much of my purpose to serve, whether it's serving, being a mom, a wife, a daughter giving back to my parents for all that they've done for me, whether it's being a teacher and teaching other kids, whatever it is that I'm teaching them at the time. I taught kindergarten and second grade for 15 years. And I loved that. I'm still in contact with lots of those kids' families. I'm now even organizing in some of their homes. Um, you know, I made the comment earlier about the kiddo who uh, I'm organizing in his home right now. And he only started playing piano recently, uh, about a year ago, maybe even less than a year ago. And I was in his home and I was listening to him play this incredible piece of music that in all my years of practicing piano, I never could have done. Why? Because he was passionate about it. Playing piano lit him up. A fire was ignited when he started practicing and he got really good way before 10,000 hours. Could he teach me a thing or two? Yeah. And I took piano 
for years longer than he did at this point. And he could be my piano teacher. I would probably learn a lot more from him than I did from my piano teacher, actually. (laughs) That's another thing, by the way. If you do decide that you want to hone your skills, that you do want to work on something that you feel like lights you up, when you find someone that is an expert in their field, that may not be a person that you feel like you can learn a lot from, no matter how incredible they are. They may be this absolute total brain and genius, and that thing comes so naturally to them that they don't actually even know how to quantify what the steps are that got them to that place because they just naturally had that that passion and that purpose or you know that fire that lit them up and they just automatically went with it and it just clicked for them. So they might not actually have that teachership <laughs> to be able to teach you how to do it. So maybe what makes more sense is for you to find somebody that you click with more might not even be what you might or others might consider the standard of expert level, but they're the ones that are actually inspiring you to get it done faster, to grow exponentially, to maybe do that as a pacing partner, accountability partner together. You might grow so fast because you decide to partner together and use your limited knowledge or your limited skills, but this passion and this fire that you have to move forward together. And you know what? You guys could change the world by doing that, not because you are experts at this, according to that 10,000 hours that maybe you haven't even reached yet. You might become experts at this because you are so good at it. You are inspiring people around you to try it too, or to try something different that's important to them. So I wanted to just share this with you today because next week I'm going to be talking about how we can pivot with confidence, with integrity, with purpose in mind, and really actually figure out how to be an expert at pivoting. Because I've discovered over the years when I've tried my hand at these different things, some didn't work. Some were total flops, in fact. Let's just normalize that. Normalize the flop. I was listening to Josh Peck do an interview on Halataha's uh, podcast episode, Young and Profiting, the other day. And that stuck with me. He said, let's normalize the flops. It's very important to understand that sometimes we're trying things the passion is not there. The expertise is not there. And it's just not something that lights us up. And that's okay. It doesn't work. That doesn't mean we can't learn valuable lessons from it and pivot and do the next thing with greater passion or greater knowledge or asking for help. So next week, when I talk to you about that, I just want you to know that this is after years of experience of just throwing myself into these things, trying to make guilt take a back seat. If it's something that I feel like I want to pursue that maybe is outside of being a mom That mom guilt can sometimes creep in for us moms. And we have to remember that it's okay if we desire more and we want to try new things that have nothing to do with our children and that we might even need to get a babysitter for so that we can do because we need to do something outside of our kids so that we actually end up being better moms. Or what about imposter syndrome, pushing past that and knowing you are not a fraud. 
You are not somebody who is saying that you're great at something and that's untrue. It's that you are on this mission because you know that you were born to do this. You know that you were meant for more. And what's going to happen is that you're going to continue getting exponentially better by asking for help and doing some different things that I'm going to talk about next week. That's actually going to help you shortcut the process. And when you do find something you're passionate about, you do find something that you want to pursue because it's important to you because it lights you up and maybe even is your purpose in life that you can actually do that with grace, with integrity with confidence, knowing that you're on the right track to perhaps expert level status. So I hope this was helpful for you today. If you have been struggling or stressing out over wanting to pursue something and not really knowing how to do it and not knowing where to go and who to ask and getting stuck in the why and the how and the what, all those little details, I'm going to talk to you next week about how we can work on that. And we can shortcut that process of getting to that expert level status, or even just moving forward without things completely rushing us in the process. If change is something that we really struggle with and maybe hide from or totally run from. Thank you so much for listening. And I will talk to you next week for more on the art of the pivot. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Time to Pivot podcast. If it was helpful for you, I'd love for you to head over to Apple Podcast, hit that fifth star and write a review. Want to book me to speak at your next event or work with me one-on-one to get clarity around your gifts, how to serve others and go from stuck and stressed to focused and fulfilled? Reach out on the contact page at everythingwithstyle.com and connect with me on social at everythingwithstylemom. Thanks again for listening and sharing the podcast. And mom boss, remember this, your gifts are meant to be shared. Don't keep them to yourself and stay in your comfort zone. This is your time to pivot. Pivot.